Hey everybody, welcome to the Bagden Broadcast, episode number 276. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Then we do the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out September 16th, 2015. We follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, in preparation for the new fall TV series that's starting up, we are doing our 2015 fall TV preview. Yeah. Think of it as your non-infringing TV guide, TV guide to the 2015 fall lineup. Yeah, like, we know what you like, and hopefully yeah. uh, you like the same things we do, because those are the shows that we're going to pick. Mm-hmm, and we'll talk a little bit about them. But first, we want to talk about some great beer that we're drinking early in the morning. And, and you know what I like, Paul? What? Bourbon-aged beer. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we have an amazing, excellent one. Uh, from Clown Shoes out of uh, Massachusetts. They uh, brought us a wonderful beer, beer called Rex. This is an Imperial Red Ale aged in bourbon barrels. Oh, see, I could tell right away that it was a red ale by how brown it is. It is there is no hints of red to this beer at all. It is now, completely how is Rex opaque. spelled? Is it like R-E-X? Like R-E-X-X. Okay. Double X. Double X. Uh, and what's really funny is it's a T-Rex wearing clown shoes and, like, a, a pith helmet, but then has one of those reachy arm claw things uh, holding the glass and uh, making him drink it because his arms are so small he couldn't get the glass mm-hmm. to his mouth. And then after drinking it, of course, he would say, Imperial Rex! Imperial Rex! Uh, this is an amazing bourbon age beer i believe it was like nine to thirteen dollars for this beer this great value 12 percent. you don't get that at all all you get is that smooth bourbony smoky vanilla punch this is like drinking a one-year-old kbs like it's so smooth yeah. it's not like a little bit of heat or big powerful notes it's very smooth we are drinking this cold too we are drinking it cold uh, uh, so that might take away some of that. I can't. Alcohol. I can't um, let this warm up because I'm already almost done with it. Yeah. Um, See, like this sounds like something I need to look for next time I go to my beer store. You should. Uh, same thing as like that Founders one from last week, the Redankulous. Like I. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. look for that too. Like I've Put it been on the list. so just. I've just been in the mind frame of like, oh, I just want to go get something different. You know, like I want to see what I can try that I haven't been able to have before. But now it's like I need to go and I have like a destination beer again. Yeah. Um, I would pick up malt. I would yeah. continue to pick this up because this is a great bourbon aged beer. Mm-hmm. And it's that fall, uh, up here in the uh, northwest or northeast. Sorry, I forgot where we lived. <laughs> northeast. It's actually fall now. You know, it's actually, uh, it was so funny because Friday it was like 80 something degrees. Or, no, it was 90 degrees. Yeah. And then Saturday you woke up, it started to rain, and then the high is now 50s. Yeah. It's See, like 56 degrees. I saw a lot degrees. of people posting about just the weather up north there, and it, it sounded like it's been crazy because this past weekend was like, a, there were a couple of festivals. Like there was the Music is Art Fest in Buffalo, mm-hmm. there was Edge Fest, which is like a local radio station concert. Um, and it seemed like everybody was like, oh, I don't want to go because it's crappy out now. And I was like, my mom just sent me a text the other day saying that it was like the same temperature in Buffalo that it was in Orlando. Like, how did it change that fast? Because we've screwed up the ozone <laughs> and now we don't have seasons in Buffalo. It's just like 
Boom. Winter. Boom. Spring. Boom. Yeah. Fall. Uh, and really, that's how it is, because you'll be like, man, I can't believe it's still snowing. And the next day, it's like, flowers are blooming. And you're like, what happened? It's it's 50 degrees out now? Remember? Yeah, last year, November, we had yeah. six feet of snow. And then the very next week, it was all melted. Yeah. Because it got so warm. Yeah. So it was. it's just crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yes, clown shoes... Clown Shoes, some of their beers are really hit or miss, mm-hmm. but when they do bigger beers... The like, Big Bomber series. They're really... They're more hit than miss, because we really liked the um, Old Ale that they mm-hmm. did. We really liked the... Um, oh, I just... I, I was just talking to Paul about it before. The peanut butter uh, coffee one that we just had last night? No, the pecan, the pecan yeah, one pecan, was really yeah. nice. That, pecan uh, the pecan pie mm-hmm. um, stout. Porter. Porter, yeah. Um, yeah, I forget what that one was called. No, but like when we were in Michigan, we had that uh, like the lion one, Ooh, which yeah. was um, an imperial mm-hmm. imperial barley wine, maybe. And then we had the old ale that was down there too. And that's when clown shoes got back on my radar. Mm-hmm. But if man, I would continuously buy this beer, especially when I'm in the mood for a bourbon age beer, because you can't always find a good drinking bourbon age beer. Yeah. This is it. Mm-hmm. Hands down. If we were to make a list of what you should be drinking right now since it's fall, it's definitely this beer <laughs> that you can get and that red di- uh, redanculus yeah. from, uh, you know, these seasonal ones, the ones that come out just a little, for a little while and then are gone. Get it. And also Anderson and I like Peachy uh, Cheek Barrel, uh, their pumpkin, their bourbon barrel pumpkin uh, ale. I, that's like one of the best pumpkin beers you can get because it has that right amount of sweet and pumpkin to it. Make your shopping list, people. Get out there. That's why you listen to us, right? We give you your shopping list. We set the table for you, and we give you a shopping list. Chris, what are you drinking? Should listeners uh, go out right now and drink it? You, this one you don't really have to. Uh, so um, This is the carryover from when I bought the uh, Uinta Pumpkin Last week, uh, it was a two like two sampler pack almost. Like I don't know what to call it, but it was like a double case. Um, it came with the pumpkin ale, and then it also came with their black lager. Um, I sat on the black lager just because I was like, hey, I don't need to drink this. It's not bad, but I forgot that they're an organic brewery, and I think that's why a lot of their beers just don't have that punch. It's because they're using all organic ingredients. Um, this isn't bad. It's I put it at like a solid three. Um, it's, it's just lacking the punch, but I will say their offerings are stronger than something like a Wooliver's, whose beers just kind of taste like water with a little bit of wheat added to it. They got um, some good beers. I wouldn't say that they're like a bad brewery. No, it's just like there's stuff. It's just nothing stands out about it. And at least with the Uinta here, like I get some flavors. I get like a nice toasted malt on it. Um, it's not bad, but like it's not something I would seek out. I would probably drink the pumpkin again before this, and if I could only find the pumpkin as like that half of the twelve pack, I would save the babas just in the back of the fridge for when I just needed something to drink on like a ninety degree day. It, it sounds like you guys are winning the uh, <laughs> the beer stuff over the past couple weeks. I gotta I gotta step up my game again. Yeah. I'm going for big bottles again. That's that's where I truly shine, I feel. Right. 
yeah, definitely invest in those uh, beer savers too. The like little rubberized ones. Yeah, they the, look like rubber bottle caps. caps. You can, those are, those work really well. No, I just cheap. I just drink the whole bottle. Yeah, Chris does. And then, I don't, and then he's like, I, don't I didn't put up to share it with. Now I, I'll just drink the bottle. I didn't put the show notes up because I took a nap on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta go to a Bills the Bills game after this. We're recording early on Sunday. Happy National Football Day, everybody! This is the time of year where we forget that it's a league filled with uh, horrible, horrible people and and just root for our hometown teams, right? Of people that don't live in our hometowns and. Ah, sports. Oh, those sports. sports. Hey, remember we tease Paul every year about allowing him to do, like, a sports episode, and then we never let him do it? I know. I'm wearing my Buffalo Bills t-shirt, and already I'm going to be drunk before the game starts, just like a true Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah, I was going to say, like, then you're just going to be keeping up with everybody else at the uh, the Ralph there. Mm Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, news. Yeah, news. That's what it is. I was going to go into the list, but we haven't talked about comic books yet. Or, or any kind of, uh, comic, or any kind of nerdy news. Uh, well, guys, what do you got? Because I really have nothing. Yeah, it, this wasn't a huge week for news. Um, I think probably, it might not be the biggest story, but my favorite was actually the release of the Netflix Jessica Jones, uh, teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got that the other day for the new Marvel Universe TV show. Uh, which will be debuting November 20th, so mark that on your calendars if you want. Uh, the teaser was a little bit more teaser? exciting than the Daredevil teaser we got. Yeah. Um, but it still didn't sell me on the show as much. It could just be because I don't have any strong feelings for Jessica Jones as a character or as, as a book. It's a show that I'm really looking forward to, but I mean, it's hard to compete with Daredevil, so I can't really put the two properties on the same level. And I, I think this teaser, because it's like a, like a purple hazy cloud with things. And that, then uh, orange. I watched it like two, three times in a row trying to figure out where those clouds were coming from. Like one yeah. is like a whiskey glass getting tipped over, and then it becomes the doorframe for alias investigations. And then a person is thrown through the window of that door, and then the shards become like the... Yeah, it's kind of trippy, but I think it's meant to let you know... This is not the Daredevil show. Yeah, this is. Not- I think they do need to sell this as something different from Daredevil because it's going to be a different show, and yeah. they need to give you a little bit more insight to who she is because even like people that have no idea of conflicts know who Daredevil is. They can give you like the roundabouts, like oh, he's a blind guy, fights crime. If you ask anyone who Jessica Jones is, they're gonna be like, "Is that the woman that lives across the hall in apartment like four B?" Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't not. trust her. Uh, you don't trust the B. But but also it says like th- it's time for her to show the world who she is. Uh, you know, no, like it's time for the world to n- know, know her she, name. Yeah, whatever. which is written for us because we kept on going Jessica Drew. I can no, Jessica, Jessica, Jessica Drew. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Darkest night. Blackest night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a problem with things. <laughs> Uh, no, but it, it definitely intrigued me more, especially seeing, like, okay, this is totally different than Daredevil. And, um. Is it? Because it's both, it's all black, dark. I don't know. Like, how. It isn't dark. Like, those colors are kind of bright and yeah. kind of popping. And there's a difference between seeing this and then seeing, like, Daredevil's face coming out of a pool of water and just blood, like, pouring oh, okay. out of it. You know, like, mm-hmm. it shows, like, this is not going to be as gritty. Is what we might have gotten. The guy is defenestrated. 
in this trailer or in this teaser. Yeah, but you got come he's on. thrown out we, the window. We know Luke Cage is in it. Where else is he gonna throw him? <laughs> or Jessica Drew could have thrown him out the yeah. window. Um, Jessica Drew, Paul. Jessica Jones. <laughs> it's time for me to learn her name. <laughs> It is time. It's time for her to show the world who she is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, in other news, uh, Hugh Jackman came on to the X-Men panel um, before everyone was brought out. To Which le- X-Men panel? Uh, at, uh, whatever comic book convention was Was it Fan on. Expo? Or? Not Fan Expo, no. Uh, There's another comic book convention going on i forget what which one okay i was just one um and he let everyone know that wolverine will be making an appearance in x-men apocalypse shink 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 yeah uh but also to let everyone know that the next wolverine movie which would be wolverine 3 or wolverine 2 or it's yeah whatever x-men origins 4 wolverine 3 Yes. Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan. Thanks for stealing my thunder. You You're dick. welcome. Uh, but it will be an Old Man Logan, and this will be his final uh, Wolverine appearance. This is a Jackman. Which I'm he, interested He had a really good run, though. Yeah. Jeez, what, like. Six movies? Seven? Like the late 90s. 20 years? Because what, 90, what, 96 that came out in? Uh, it was like X-Men? 98. 96, 98? I'll do some. I'll do yeah. some quick Google magic. Yeah, while because it was uh, X Men the first one, two thousand. Really? Yeah, because Spider Man's two thousand one. Man, so I'm... it was a year before, and Blade was like ninety eight. Okay, two thousand. Man, well, sixteen years so far. Oh, guys, Taylor Swift will not make a cameo appearance in X Men Apocalypse as Dazzler. I am really sad by this. Actually. Yeah, X Men came out in two thousand. Yeah. I just took my final sip of Rex. I, I honestly didn't even realize that was a thing, Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It, there were. They were in talks. Apparently. Oh, was this a rumor that you started? <laughs> yes. When you say there were talks, that you mean you emailed someone about me, like I think it would be really cool if Taylor Swift appeared as Dazzler. Dazzler. Yeah. 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 Uh, pretty much. In other Taylor Swift news, Taylor Swift news. Uh, we had a game day over at Paul's house, and. Uh, it's a game like you play on your your tablet, your cell phone, and you play through the computer on your TV. And my girlfriend, my fiance, the woman I love, made a great like Taylor Swift Paul joke, and it was like, "What isn't in Taylor Swift's purse?" And she wrote Paul's number. <laughs> <laughs> did not vote for that one. You did vote for that one. No, I didn't. I was the only one not to vote for that one out of spite. <laughs> Uh, it was kind of like a say anything cards against humanity kind of thing where you would type in like yeah. whatever you, you Quip, write down whatever quiplash it was called quiplash it's uh it's a lot of fun yeah but i just thought that was funny mm-hmm. when you brought up anytime i think taylor swift i think of that now <laughs> <laughs> well anyways back to more even nerdier news than my love of taylor swift <laughs> uh chris i thought you had some uh, sh- talking about x-men movies I thought you had some behind-the-scenes looks at the uh, at the X-Men. Yes, over um, on the X-Men Nation Twitter. I'm, I'm blanking out on the actual name of it. X-Men like that. colon um, news got, with a Z. So at X-Men news with a Z. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like the most legit of news outlets. Uh, we got some new pictures from the editing room, it looks like, of X-Men Apocalypse. And it shows Apocalypse 
more as everyone kind of wants him to be. Um, people were doubting the validity of this posting, but if you go through and look at the rest of the pictures that they have up there, you definitely see the actual cast, like Sophie Turner as um, Jean Grey, Olivia Munn standing with her stunt double as Psylocke, uh, Ben Hardy as Archangel with his stunt double. There are some pictures of the actual cast kind of taken um, the same way, which makes these look a little bit more legit than people might be saying they are. Um, it looks like Apocalypse, so I'm wondering if what we've seen of Apocalypse so far is basically just going to be him in ancient Egypt, but then we're going to get the real Apocalypse today. Like, he's going to be constantly evolving and changing through time, which would make sense and look a hell of a lot better. Yeah, the only real difference between, like, that I can see from the picture that, uh, from this Twitter feed and also, like, what we've seen before is he has more of a prosthetics over his upper lip. Which, and which you, face, which you want. Which you do want. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that would, I think you're exactly right, Chris. I have to, that sounds legit and smart that he it's, would have, uh, keep on evolving. <laughs> Well, and if as you, far like, beyond normal mutants as no, as people are beyond as mutants are beyond you, and uh, you know, like you do kind of see that a little bit in the they show the picture. This is the one that everyone's been complaining about. Mm-hmm. Like he does have a little thing coming out his side down towards his like the lip line, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever you want to call it. And it just looks in this angle, it looks better. Yeah. It, well, it's a little bit more pronounced too. Like, it, like the colors kind of coming into it a little bit more. Like, it's bluer than it is just like, um, like a. I'm trying to think like what almost like a shade of like a like jawline or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it could just be the angle, or hopefully, yeah, you, you, like you're saying that he gets it, that becomes more pronounced. He more looks more and more like what we're, you know, think of Apocalypse when we think about it from the comics. But I have to say. Olivia Munn's stump double looks cuter than Olivia Munn in that one picture because Olivia Munn is doing the duck face, which is never good. <laughs> Don't do the duck face. People, I think just they instinctively do it now because that's what people do in pictures. No. I don't think they mean to. I think it's just kind of happening. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Stop that. Stop that and get Taylor Swift to be Dazzler. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I want. Um. In other pictures that have been released from upcoming properties, we got our first actual looks at Hawkman and Hawkgirl from uh, DC's upcoming television show, Legends of Tomorrow. And they look pretty good. They look like they're going to fit in well with the rest of the aesthetic because it's like that darker leather, uh, like, biker-style costume. And it's a a deeper brown, kind of orangey, like it kind of fits. I just kind of wish... The guy playing Hawkman went to the gym a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish he was a little bit bigger, but, he, I mean, he's he's standing there, he's got the mace, like, the helmets look good. I mean, that was something that you could mm-hmm. easily mess up, but... See Smallville? Yeah. I think, it'll, um, I think it'll be good to see him with the wings, because they don't have the wings on, or they're not added yet in that picture. Yeah. Don't know if it's going to be, like, a practical effect or just CG, like, when they're just kind of, like, standing there walking around, but... I don't know, it, it looks good, and this is a show that I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, yeah, and um, I think what, like, the final news, something I wanted to uh, talk about, and I brought, uh, I posted on the web, or our Facebook, is uh, Laguanita's um, 50% uh, stake in the company being bought out by Heineken. 
which really seems more it's Heineken trying to balance their portfolio. Thank you. Um, it's not going to have any uh, anything against Lagunitas. They're still going to be running their beer as they were, their beer company as they were. Uh, they're just going to be now able to branch out farther across Europe, which they already were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, at first I was kind of like, no, it's one of my favorite beer companies. But I'm like, oh, okay, it makes well, sense. We saw this a few uh, months back with Elysian being bought out by, uh, what was it, Miller and Coors? And, but the thing is, I really think this is just a way for these larger companies to balance their portfolio. It's kind of like back in the early 90s when like Philip Morris went out and bought like craft food. Because they can kind of see the sea change going where, hey, we're losing market share to these craft beer companies. How are we going to get market share back? Oh, we could try to develop our own craft beer company, which we're just not able to do because it because we don't too, we don't have the right mindset for it either. It's, it's that, and also you would have to create this micro. You would have to create a your own like microbrewery to do yeah, it. Yeah, the capital you would have to sink into mm-hmm. it and just get everything ready and yeah. developed. Or we can that just money. throw a bunch of money at a company that's successful that is taking our market share. And just let them do what they do, no. you know. And we, and that's I think what is happening now. We're we're, and we talked about it I think two three years ago where we we saw this huge boom of uh, the craft beer market. Like there was I think twelve thousand new microbrews opening each year from 2010 to 2015. If you just think about Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, we had one. We had. Just in our area, we had Flying Bison. Mm-hmm. Now we have four breweries with three breweries going to be opening up within the year. Yeah. Like, yeah, within the metropolitan area. <laughs> yeah. Then they're mostly pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. It, it, I, I really, you know, maybe we are, okay, I'm going to go Paul level, which is just stupid level. But, uh, <laughs> You know, we see with Etsy and uh, the the rise of 3D printing, maybe the whole industrial revolution of us going to a factory and making goods and products is kind of ending, and we're going to return to that home that home brew that home. You, you stay at home, you create an app. You stay at home, you create your your trinket, you sell it on Etsy. You stay at home, you create your home brew. And we're, that is going to be the manufacturing of the future because we we are able to make our own factory within our home. You, know, you stay at home and you make your own podcasts and websites. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we're we're that this whole like going to a huge big factory to create goods and services is no longer required because you don't need that huge capital investment anymore because you can do that all at home. Yeah, podcasts and Video pot is one of those things where you can get prosumer grade equipment to do this stuff relative, well, in a way that you can afford it. A per, you know, yeah. an average Joe like us can afford it and produce something entertainment wise, and, and and hopefully that comes through with every other means of production, like not just entertainment but craft brew with 
you know, uh, clothing with things. And people are maybe be able to a more creative environment where I don't just buy a shirt it's people because stepping, it's what's on the shelves. It's shelf. people stepping away from that major mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, Heineken can't make a beer that people can drink, but mm-hmm. Joe Schmo around the corner is making the thing that everybody wants. So, hey, let's incorporate Joe Schmo into our thing so we're making a profit from mm-hmm. what he's doing. So Heineken what? becomes the old... Uh, princes and kings of the you know Renaissance vassal system, you know where they are now the patriots. Well, even I don't know if it's Anheuser Busch or InBev, like one of those big companies. Well, InBev they have, owns um, Anheuser. Owns An- Anheuser Busch, yeah. Or they have uh, like billboards up around Florida, like in the Orlando area, that say like "Long Live Macro," and it's like for one of their beers, and it's like they're trying to sell it as like, "No, big beer is good." Like. <laughs> You like this because we're big. Um, yeah, and like when I went to Ireland, mm-hmm. everything you, you had Guinness on tap, Coors on tap, Heineken on tap. Every place that I went in Ireland, and that was like in the touristy spot and mm-hmm. away from the touristy spots. So if you could have Guinness on tap, Coors on tap, Heineken on tap, and Alaguanitas on tap, like mm. everywhere you go, okay. <laughs> That Your makes, trade. That makes going across Europe a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We see we're seeing this in the board gaming company in realm too, where yeah. you know uh, Asmodee bought out Days of Wonder, you know, and Fantasy Flight, and so they're all becoming bigger. But it's in order to uh, use the network that each of these companies have grown within. Fantasy Flight was very American. Asmodee is very European centric. So now Fantasy Flight is going to be able to be sold over in Europe. Much like what you're saying with uh, Lagunitas and yeah. Heineken, so good. Yeah, doesn't get Heineken out more here, but it gets Lagunitas farther across Europe. Yeah, I don't, I don't need any more Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what Neil hey, Patrick Harris that, tries to tell me, that is the company that brought us the keg can. Oh, you know what? The keggery, the uh, keg that fits in the fridge. No, like the beer box or whatnot. Yeah. Those are those are nice. Those are nice. Uh, <laughs> Chris and I got those when we did our Oktoberfest uh, housewarming party. We got mm-hmm. two uh, German German beers in those those keg cans. Yeah. Big, those big cans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were, it was only like seventeen bucks each. I think like they weren't expensive. Yeah. And Chris and I drank an entire one ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Those are very good times. Good times. You know what else though is good times? Wednesdays. Wednesdays. When new comic books are released. Oh. Do you know I totally missed this week's or last week's? I know. I was. It was like Shattered Empire. I needed to pick up. It was like Thursday, and I go, I didn't buy comics this week. Yeah, I think I got my books on Wednesday or Thursday. Like it was one of those like, oh, I can I can buy comic books now then. I was off on Wednesday, though. I didn't have to work. <laughs> I just totally didn't even throws, think about it. Throws your schedule right off. Right? So, what look, book are you looking forward to? Oh, my goodness, that 12% has hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. I, it's probably hit me before, but now I'm aware of it. it. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what book are you looking forward to coming out September 16th? I'm still in the I'm adjusting to having money again type situation. So there's books that I'm looking forward to reading, but there's not a lot of stuff that's like stand out. Like I have to get this book. 
read it as soon as uh, it finishes downloading. Um, except for All New Hawkeye Number 5 by Jeff Lemire and Ramon Perez. That's actually like the only book that I'm buying this week, and everything else I'm just going to be kind of like adding to the wish list on Comixology, and I'll pick it up eventually, if if at all. Like Stuff like Green Lantern Lost Army. Um, I, I've learned, even though I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, I don't really need to read a lot of Green Lantern, because just like the actual Green Lantern books, enough to scratch that itch. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to pick up Godzilla in Hell number two, because... <laughs> it already came C, out? Because C, two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. All new Hawkeye, number five. Uh, there's some turmoil in the Hawkeye family between Clint, Barney, and uh, Kate, so this is dealing with the fallout from that. Yeah. And what it, it means to be a Hawkeye. And also, uh, from what the all-new Hawkeye, which is going to be coming out with a number one in, a, what, like another month or two, mm-hmm. um, it looks like it's, you know, Clint versus Kate. Like, they have a falling out between each other. So this is seems like it's leading to towards that. Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely one of the books that I'm looking forward to. I actually realized that I hadn't bought four and then picked it up this week because I was like, man, what am I doing? Uh, well, the whole Marvel book, with it being caught up with Battle World, you yeah. Know, you, sometimes like, you just look past it because you're like, oh, it's a Battle World. Oh no, that's an actual yeah, that's an actual book, book that yeah, I've been picking up. Yeah, that's kind of what I was running into when I was looking over uh, Marvel solicitation stuff. Is like, there's a lot of stuff that I I just don't read right now because of that, and mm-hmm. it's it just kind of gets me into the habit of like scrolling through, just like passively glancing at stuff and then i was like oh wait i need to see if like this is coming out like right we like, kind of talked about before the show like doctor strange that's a yeah. book that i want to read and I, I went through like two pages of marvel stuff and i was like wait is doctor strange coming out and then i had to go back and relook at the solicitations because i didn't know if i just i looked past it because that's just kind of the habit i'm in now mm-hmm. yeah because i re- do you guys feel the same way like better world's gone on just a little long i didn't r- realize it was going to go on this long yeah I, like, I think it convergence I, like started and ended while this yeah is all everything been had like two issues yeah this has got like three to four yeah like I was I, thinking I, two to I three I don't think it's gone on too long I think they're just trying to do too much with it mm-hmm. like if each of those series had only had like two issues of to kind of like hey here's how, how this world is and then it finished and then they had like another series that had two issues instead of having all of them be like four or five whatever they're doing it would have made it seem more like a hey you gotta check this out instead of like hey we're gonna be doing this for a while well, yeah, but some, wait until next year when uh, marvel releases the what if battle worlds <laughs> some of them were two issues some of them yeah were longer like yeah it's weird like the thor's one about the thor's mm-hmm. police force i could see being a little longer than just two issues because it's you know, uh, solving a, a crime. Mm-hmm. But after, it's almost like they want to put these all out in trade. You know, they want to put them all out in trade. Yeah, so they need like, to get six, four to six issues yeah. each. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to a new number one. Ooh. But not from Image. Oh, what? good, good. This is sometimes gonna, those are horrible. Yes. Uh, this is going to be from Dark Horse Comics. Oh, not looking good for us. Uh, Chris. This is uh, written by Donnie Cates, uh, uh, Elliot Rahal, and art by Jeffrey Shaw. And this is called Paybacks. Hmm. Uh, this is a book about a group of people who are sent to repossess 
superheroes, supercomputers, supercars, uh, and different things that these people who want to be superheroes have borrowed money for to become superheroes but can't pay what they owe. So this is a group of people who have to come and repossess items from superheroes. Sounds fun. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of a fun book. Let's just see if this fulfills that. Often, I am burned. (laughs) And I learned my lesson with Rat Queens that I need to buy everything. (laughs) Uh, See, that's that's tough, though, because... Requiem makes you realize you need to check out more stuff, but by checking out more stuff, you feel burned. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: I I pick up one like alternate book a month, a, a week. Oh wow, or a month, but usually a week. Mm-hmm. Making um, it rain over there with your comic book money. A lot of times, these books aren't like crazy price wise, and I can say like, you know what? I'd rather try something new than pick up that Marvel book that's three ninety nine. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. You know, I try them out. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I really liked uh, Invisible Republic. That was one of those things that I picked out just because yeah, it was yeah. something new. I've really enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed some of these other books that I've done. I need to read that. I think you would love you, it. You keep on saying how much I would love it, and I think I would, so I need to read it. Yeah. Talking about Marvel books that are three ninety I'm picking up a book that's four ninety nine <laughs> from Marvel. And uh, let me take you back to a world before the iPhone. Let me take you back to a world before digital comics was even really a thing. Let me take you back to a world where uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale were doing some great comic book world uh, work with Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, but wh- and also Captain America White. Why did they have to call this one White? It just seems racist, right? <laughs> it does. Especially with right now we have a black Captain America. Well... No, no. Even before that, when Captain America's White Zero came out, like a year after Captain America Truth came out, written by Kyle Baker about uh, the all the other military experiments that they did on uh, African American enlistees because they were afraid to try it out on a white person first to create a Captain America. Uh, yeah, it it seemed it seemed a little crazy back then, and now it being here uh so many years later still seems a little <laughs> a little, little touchy a little touchy but uh you know i picked up captain america white number zero before the iphone was out i don't even remember what year it was um because uh, the pro the yeah uh, yeah you know spider-man blue. blue yeah all those are great series i love them i own the hardcover of spider-man blue yeah, I picked up Spider-Man, or uh, Daredevil Yellow. You did the Hulk, Hulk Gray, too, right? Mm-hmm. All really good. So uh, this has Bucky as, like, a really dastardly assassin. Like, he's doing the work that Captain America, the guy that has, shield, you know, the flag on his shield, can't do. He's going in and doing all the assassinations and slitting of throats, and Captain America's leading the boys into battle. Yeah, he's the face where mm-hmm. Bucky is the, the actual... Grip. The war, and it seems really interesting uh, between these two childhood friends, where now the roles are kind of reversed. Where Bucky always like took care of Cap back when they were kids, and now Cap kind of takes care of Bucky because he's the face, and but Bucky still has to do that dirty work that Cap can't. 
Um, I'm very excited about this because it's been years and years in the making, or it might have been just on an editor's like shelf, like where it just didn't get approved, didn't get done, didn't get out. So I'm excited. Well, also, to see Jeff Loeb is. is doing a lot of work with Marvel's TV division mm-hmm. too now, so that kind of may, might have jumped in front of like the comics properties because I don't. Yeah, but that Loeb started happening. Yeah, but, a year ago. Yeah, but Loeb, I think Loeb's been doing more of, like, The Shadow, and he's been doing those oh, yeah. Dynamite series, I think, more than anything else. Um, because, no, this is, like, the first time in a long time he's been on a, on with a major company. Yeah, I can't remember. But uh, uh, that might this be... This is something cool. that I, I'd be willing to check out. I don't know if it's something that I would buy on my own. Um <laughs> Just over the years, I've kind of fallen off from like Tim Sale's art style. Um, it, it doesn't do a lot for me. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, I appreciate what they bring to the table and just kind of like that different take on the classic characters in classic settings. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, Tim Sale. I have to, you know, if I had <laughs> Darwin Cook, Chris Omni, and then Tim Sale, that's how I would order them. Yeah. In that same art style. Yeah, but I would almost list everyone else and then Tim Sale. Because wow. really, it only, like, to me, his artwork only fits with, like, Long Halloween and that. And then as soon as you can get outside of that, I, I just don't like it. And even, like, when they showed, like, the toys, like, when they mm-hmm. made that toy line from Long Halloween and that, and I looked at him and was like, I would never buy those in a thousand years. Those look horrible. Yeah. And now. A dramatic reading from Danger Girl, Renegade, number one, page 22, panel two. So this is how it ends, then. Just easing off into the sunset. No more spies. No more explosions. No more danger. Doesn't sound bad to me. This isn't ending for me, Dallas, or you. As a matter of fact... That was a dramatic reading from Danger Girl, Renegade, number one, page 22, panel two. See, she's talking into the battle, a bottle, so yeah. I have the prop. If you need to know what's it. going on for that I, one, you need to look at the I show. I laughed and I mocked Paul when he was like, I need this, and grabbed the bottle from the table. But now, I, that's, that is the best dramatic reading we've ever had on this. <laughs> I, I knew it. I... I if I could stand right now, I would stand and applaud you. Oh, thank you, thank you. I do, I do wish that I was a voiceover actor. <laughs> I wish I had the range to be a voiceover actor. I don't. You don't. We we've heard you yes. in countless we, we all Christmas specials. Yes. Uh, and one of the reasons I can't stand is because we drank clown shoes and then moved on to an oak-aged imperial stout uh, from Elysian. Yeah, this is a uh, Elysian, who we just talked about earlier in the episode, uh, being bought out by a. Large brewery consortium uh, out of northwestern United States. Uh, this is their Seattle, Washington, to be precise. This is their oak aged imperial stout. Not barrel, not bourbon barrel, just oak aged uh, bourbon. Do they have like a fancy name for it, or are they just called oak aged imperial stout? This is stout? their The Dread. Okay. And it's kind of got a cool label on it. Uh, looks like a sea monster eating up a ship, you know, an old like piratey ship. Uh, yep, oak-aged imperial stout, not barrel, not bourbon barrel-aged, just just oak-aged, oak uh, and 9.2 American imperial double stout. 
Yeah. And this has a smokiness and um, saltiness. It tastes a little like bacon on the hmm. first sip. And I really enjoy it about this beer, especially uh, since it's basically breakfast time here. It, yeah. <laughs> it's time for brunch. Let's I, have a bacon bourbon bacon bacon ale like almost all sundays i had eggs benedict for breakfast uh and that was just an hour and a half ago so drinking two incredibly <laughs> big beers i i thought i had enough base but i don't like no, no. i feel like my head is full of helium and i'm floating <laughs> around um good i the smoke on this like oh, i took so that much. first sip and i was just like Man, there is so much smoke on this. You would beer. think it's a porter because you of would. so much smoke on it, but it's a a stout, and but it's got that great milky mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. It almost tastes like a milk stout, like for the back end. This was a great podcast because of these two beers, <laughs> because I got exactly what I want in an, mm-hmm. a bourbon aged beer mm-hmm. with the uh, clown shoes, the Rex. You know, you got a, a great drinking bourbon mm-hmm. beer it's not one of those ones like wow it's intense i need to sit on this for a year and then really enjoy it and now i have a big bold smoky stout yeah and it's not an overpowering smoke like you want to get a smoked porter mm-hmm. or smoke something and you go to like the stone and all you get is smoke yeah. that blows mm-hmm. out your taste buds on tap though the smoked vanilla <clears throat> stone stout Pretty darn good, well, darn good. And the bottle, horrible. And the hor- also because you're drinking it cold on tap, uh-huh. and we normally drink everything really warm because mm-hmm. we found over the years that you really get a lot yeah. more of the flavors that way. These two bottles of beer are basically, hey, you can't find a KBS that's been aged a year. Get the get the uh, Clown Shoes Rex. Hey, you can't get Triple X Wrestler because it's super <laughs> expensive. Get the Elysian the Dread. Uh, yeah, like. These are good substitutes for those beers. Not even that. These are just really good. These mm-hmm. are great beers. Yeah. Um, and the Elysian Dread, I can imagine not being break the bank because Elysian's not no. crazy overly priced. Um, I think it's ten, you know, nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine at most. Yeah. Um, Chris, this is what you should be drinking. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what I should be drinking. Shop shopping list. Shop editors of the shopping list. I actually, well, I, I was gonna say like I wrote down what you guys are drinking today. To make it sound like I have an interest in it, but I write down everything that we drink always for the show notes over at baggingboard.com. You would be so happy with having these beers, at least like buying them and having them in your your cellar. Because uh, I wouldn't sell them, I would drink them right away, but you would buy them and then put them in your cellar because then you would drink drink. them. To drink. Uh, Yeah. I think this is one of, hands down, one of our best uh, beer combinations oh. that we've had in a long time. They work hand in hand together, too. A lot, oh. a lot of times we have beers that like, that was great, that wasn't. This is one I would go out and buy both of these bottles immediately. Mm-hmm. And I might stop by Premier on my way home <laughs> and buy them immediately. Uh, <laughs> you, you will pass it. I, I, can, I can take a bit of a detour. Mm-hmm. Still on the way home. Um, no, outstanding. Hopefully next week I'll have at least one of these to have on my own too. Yeah, and and when you do, let me know. The only thing, the only thing I really love about you being in Florida and not Michigan is the constant texts I would get from you while you were at Founders, <laughs> telling me about the amazing beers you would have. Oh, I was 
So title. it's a lack of jealousy, not so much a <laughs> happiness. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but yeah, like I would, I'd be in bed with my girlfriend and get a text and be like, "Fuck Chris." She's like, "What? What happened?" He's at Founders and he's drinking this amazing beer. And then he goes like on the other day. He goes, like, <laughs> I miss it there. Like I miss being able to just stop by and like see what they have. So good. He he would send me texts and describe these beers so much that my mouth would water. And I'd just be like, this guy is such a jerk. But I love him. Sorry. That's all right, best friend. I'm I, I'm I just wanted to share what they had with you because I know you would appreciate it. Oh, I know. And I would. It was never done in a uh, I can have this and you can't kind of way. It was one of those like I wish you could have. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I heard you that you had to make a Magnum Board original cocktail. Yes, um, I did not come prepared to the table today. Um, I didn't get a chance to go shopping, and since we were recording earlier, I didn't know if we were actually going to be drinking anything. Um, so I only had like you know the one beer in my fridge. So luckily, I have some stuff around the apartment that I bought because I plan on making a cocktail anyways, and I just decided to make this a bag board signature one. Uh, this is what I'm calling the Doctor Strange. Ooh. Uh, and this is Dr. Pepper mixed with uh, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Pepper usually has that little bit of spice on the back end anyways. Uh, the Cinnamon Whiskey definitely like pumps that up a bit because it, you get that cinnamon taste on the front then it kind of mellows into the sweetness from the dr pepper but then that fireball heat comes in on the back end um, i like it i need something else to add to it i don't know what it needs something uh years ago with a friend of the show steve uh when i was an adolescent we would mix dr pepper with tangare mm. and that was awesome that was really good uh, yeah. I like Dr. Pepper and Jaeger. Yeah. Chris mixed uh, Dr. Pepper and Fireball Whiskey. He mm. says it's missing just a little thing. Hmm. hmm. What little thing could it be? I, Vanilla? I was thinking maybe, like, something sweet or, like, I don't know, like, grenadine or, like, an orange liqueur. Ooh, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know how the orange would go with the cinnamon. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I went with vanilla because it's sweeter. Yeah, and like a vanilla, vanilla, like vanilla, like a vanilla vodka, mm-hmm. or like a whipped like whipped cream vodka or something. Yeah, something like that. Mix with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this a little bit more, and then I I will come back to the table with it mm-hmm. and hopefully perfect it, and then have a name, Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. Oh. Are you not listening to me no, at all? He went no, the I went through the restroom again oh, because I, I had two cups of coffee before the show and then these beers. That's why we took the pause before. I know. Well, I have a small Here's bladder. Here's the thing, though, is he's like, and Chris, what are you drinking? Which he could have said, he could have paused no, and then let you the... go into the thing. But no, he went and then was like, oh, it's great if you had a name for it. <laughs> and, and then with a even, maybe he will come back with, this is Doctor Strange. Maybe he'll come back with, this is, now that he's perfected it, Sorcerer Supreme. Mm. Mm. I could do that. I'm going to steal See. that. See? There you go. Next week. Right. No, I don't want to buy Tangeray. I don't know what I would mix Tangeray with. I don't even know what type of alcohol Tangeray is. Gin, isn't is it? it a gin? Isn't it? Oh, then I could get it's away a... with that because Caitlin loves gin. Oh. I'm not a big fan she of gin. She it in the fridge and you think it's water. See, I'm not a fan of gin. Oh, jeez. <laughs> gin and tonics are delicious. See, I'm They're... not a big gin fan. 
See, I, I was not a gin fan. Caitlin made me a gin and tonic, and I was like, this is great on this summer day. Let's go sit outside and have these drinks. Hmm. Uh, let's stay inside, because now it's no longer summer. It's fall, and watch some TV. And our Magnum Broadcast No Way infringing on TV guides. TV guide. <laughs> <laughs> TV guide to uh, the fall of 2015's What You Should Be Watching. How many shows were we planning on talking about? I was going to, you know, I, I looked at a bunch of trailers on YouTube. I, I uh, went on, like, Rotten Tomatoes. I went on IMDb just to see what's coming out. So I was, I have three that I'm willing to talk okay. about. I have um, I have three. And but I've, I think I've seen everything that I, I know you guys will talk about. Two, well. yeah. two that I think are either one of, somebody's going to mention mm-hmm. or, you know, we talked about Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we need to talk about her again. No, I don't think we need well, to talk about Well, there's not enough out there to really talk about other than what we already did. So, um, Crossing her off the list. Boom. Cross her off. This One, is two, like this, the fall of, like, hey, that's always a cool movie. Let's make a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, there's two that I'm interested in that are uh, coming out. Name one of those. Uh, Limitless. Not, not at all what I thought you were going to say. Oh, really? And Rush Hour. What 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 two movies did you think I was gonna say? Ash versus the Evil Dead or the Muppets? Well, <laughs> those are well, the Muppets is a TV show that's becoming a TV show again. Ash versus the Evil Dead, okay. Well, I knew you guys were going to talk about that one, so I wasn't too worried. I was just going to sit here and go when you guys were talking about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. I figured Paul would have said Supergirl. Oh, su- well, yeah, I'm, that's definitely the most comic booky one of it. Okay, so out of those two, which one are you looking forward to the most? Limitless. Limitless. Didn't see the movie. You didn't Neither see? did I. Really? Uh, okay, the movie is... Um, uh, what's Guy this? takes a pill. Yep. He's able to huge... use all his memories and knowledge. He, he has like complete, total, you know, complete recall of everything that he's ever seen. And then he teams up with Scarlett Johansson, and they beat up a guy in a plane. No. Oh. Now you're thinking of that and the Scarlett Johansson movie, <laughs> which Limitless, right? That's yeah, it's Limitless. It's uh, Limitless Two. Gary Cooper, Electric Boogaloo. Right? Gary Cooper, Bradley. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. What year is it from, Paul? Uh, it's Gary from Elysian, <laughs> the Dread, 2015. Uh, Gary it's, Cooper. It's Bradley Cooper. Oh yeah, man, uh, he was super in the groovy movie. back in the '60s. And this will actually, Bradley Cooper will uh, appear in the first episode. It's going to be on CBS, and it's going to be uh, premiering on September 22nd. I have to read it online. Uh, And this will start Jake McDormand. Jake McDormand as the guy that's able to, that takes this pill for 12 hours. He's able to have complete access of all his memories. So basically, you know, in the trailer for the TV show, it's like, hey, what if he could think back to every single trig class that you ever had and every single documentary that you've ever saw? Could he figure out exactly where a subway train will stop? Because I can. And he just jumps down in front of a subway train, starts running, and then stops. And the subway train stops right in front of him. And it's stuff like that. It's this really cool like cat and mouse game. And it's this gonna be this police procedural where he teams up with this one really attractive I don't know who the actress is. So this is Lucifer. 
Uh, it's basically <laughs> it's basically a lot of shows. Sleepy Hollow, uh, Minority Report that's also coming out. Uh, that's going to be. Yeah, I forgot about that one too. Um, and, and they're trying to solve why who's killing these other people that are taking the same drug uh, that gives them like complete access to their. So other people taking the drug and somebody's killing them, them. to take their so pills it, and be able to keep on taking this medication. It's like the um, oh, what's the guy that was the con artist working with the FBI? That show, blue collar, no, limitless. Blue? Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I know what show you're talking about. Right, yeah, know. like uh, the mentalist. Uh, mental. It's kind of like Psych plus not as funny. But more police procedural well, plus. If you remember, Psych made a lot of jokes about the mentalists uh-huh. who ripped off the Psych. <laughs> but I really enjoyed the movie, and if you guys haven't seen it, I, I strongly suggest watching it. Paul's it recommending Netflix. it. I love you, sir, but it's probably not that great. Uh um. Because that's the guy that has recommended a lot of really <laughs> crappy movies to me. I've recommended good movies and comic books, and I've recommended I've recommended movies that I hadn't seen yet that I've heard a lot of great buzz about. Come on, what freaking a girl walks home alone? He's got like ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's ridiculous. That movie's horrible. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous how bad it was. It was. It was. But Limitless, a lot of fun. Robert De Niro, Bradley Cooper, one of their first team ups. Yeah. Yeah, because Silver uh, Silver Linings Playbook was and another. They've, they've done other things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's American Hustle. One of the things that I that myself and also my father loves. Uh, one well, man, then it's, if if Paul's dad likes it, then it's good. <laughs> it's one man versus it, the world. One man putting in a possible to, situation against everybody else. This is something I wanted to text you guys, but I haven't done so yet. Um, I don't know if we ever knew this or saw this before, but in the France Pavilion at Epcot. There's a restaurant called Monsieur Paul's. It's basically French for Mr. Paul's. <laughs> and everything's going to be that don't know, We call Paul's dad Mr. Paul. He's a, his name isn't Paul. No. Because he was Paul's dad. He's, his middle name is Paul. Hence why my name is Paul. I'm surprised it wasn't Liam. Well, do well, you know why my name is Paul and not Liam? Because my dad's middle name is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh uh, yeah, that's the one that I'm most looking forward to. I think I really enjoy the series. It looks like cool action, but still not gritty or dark. It's just going to be a fun mystery that these two people are solving, uh, starring a very attractive girl. <laughs> is she taking the pill too? Or no, is she... no, no. She's a cop. That's... She's a cop. You always have to have a pretty cop with the guy that's trying uh, that's trying to bring all these people in. And let me find who this is. That not does she not have a picture on the IMDb? That's gonna be kind of crazy. Uh, but that's oh, it's Jennifer Carpenter, John Carpenter's daughter. Uh, that's what I assumed, but that's the only famous Carpenter I know. I will keep on reading on IMDb, and uh, you guys can talk about your your, I, your picks. I'm gonna go into. This would be my number three, what I'm looking for. I didn't go number one right off the bat. Uh, And this is A Master of None. This is uh, Ansi Ansari's uh, new Netflix show, which he co-created with one of the writers from Parks and Rec. Um, 
and this is a 30-something uh, actor um, named Dev who is trying to find his way in life and searching for the perfect food. So it's almost like Tom Haverford getting a Netflix show. Um, I really like... Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, and I loved uh, Parks and Rec. I just made my girlfriend, fiancé, watch it over the summer. Like That was our summer thing that we watched together. Uh, had she, she never watched it before? She had never watched it before. She oh. watched a lot of episodes without me with my outrage every time she's like, no, I watched like four episodes without you. And also my outrage of you're not paying enough attention. You're missing all the details of the show. Um, so when I saw these guys were working together on a show, hands down, something I want to check out. Uh, this premieres November 6th on Netflix. Um, which is great because you can just steamroll through the show. Yeah, this is definitely something that I'm looking forward to now. Um, I didn't hear anything about this before, which is kind of a surprise. Um, I love Aziz Ansari. I actually liked him back when he was on Human Giant, the yes. MTV sketch comedy show, because they had some hilarious bits off of that. Um, and I love Parks and Rec, so yeah, this is definitely right up my alley. I mean... I named my other podcast and website based <laughs> off of that. Uh, yeah, it was something that I hadn't seen until we started looking into these episodes. And it was one of those things that somebody else had put, like, show I can't wait till it comes out. And I was like, oh, yeah, me too. Checkmark to that. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter, not... The daughter of uh, is that what you were John looking Carpenter. up? I thought I thought you were looking up a picture of her. No, no. Uh, why I recognize her is she was the she's the stepsister or whatever sister of Dexter. Oh, okay. She's Dexter's sister. She's Dexter's ex-wife. Yeah. Really? Uh, the actor married her and then had like brain cancer. She stayed with him. Then he cheated on her, and they got divorced. Oh, in real life. In real life. I'm like, that show got really weird <laughs> after the first season then. Because I watched a few episodes in the first season with Kate, because Kate... Kate loved it. My wife... I recommended, recommended it to her. Not my girlfriend, our fiancé. My, my wife. wife. <laughs> uh, she really loved Dexter, so I would... I watched, like, the first season with her, and I'm like, no, this is too intense. I'm, like, too stressed out. But Jennifer Carpenter, very attractive. Uh... Uh, she was also in uh, Record. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was the star of that. And also, not the first uh, Borat reference made today. <laughs> no. Well, there was another one? Uh, well, not on the show, but uh, oh, okay. the fiancé picked up the dog and put him in a chair, and I looked at him and go, King of the castle, king of the castle, I have a chair. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Chris, Fall yes. TV 2015. What are you TiVoing? All right, well, since you guys both picked something different that we haven't really talked about on the show before, I figure I will do the same thing for my uh, number three pick. And this is actually going to be Da Vinci's Demons. And this is written by David S. Goyer, who, if you are a comic book or comic book movie television fan, you recognize his name. Um, This is the untold story of Leonardo da Vinci uh, and his years spent in Italy, where... People are trying to keep everything under control. Um, the monarchy, religion, everyone's trying to suppress 
thought, and he emerges as a creative force, not just seeing the future, but helping to invent it. Um, I kind of like weird takes on history or like fantasy characters. So seeing Leonardo da Vinci almost as like a hero, uh, I think it's really interesting. And David Escobar, I mean, he's done some amazing stuff. He's done some not great stuff as well, but you tell me he's doing a show telling the secret origins of Leonardo da Vinci's inventions and him trying to be almost like a muckraker. And yeah, that, that sounds like something I would watch at least one episode of. Yeah, because back during Da Vinci's time, Italy wasn't its own, like, one unified country. It was a bunch of, you know, uh, rulers and different... It, it really felt like a united, like, fiefdoms, you know, uh, up until World War One, where it, northern Italy actually became part of Italy proper. Uh, so, yeah, I could imagine a lot of political intrigue, a lot of... Uh, Man, uh, Da Vinci, I, I loved in uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, number two, how Da Vinci was like your M. Yeah, he like made all he the basically stuff made, that you use to go kill people. Exactly. So uh, I haven't heard of this TV show before, Chris, so thank you for mentioning this it. Is, because now I'm, is I'm this the first in. season of this show, though? Um, I think it's actually like one of the like second season, maybe, because um, it was on like the premiere was it like a half-season filler, <clears throat> mid-season uh, replacement? Da Vinci's Demon, uh, it started oh. in 2013. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm interested in seeing this. I'm going to try to so check this, out Amazon Instawatch and, uh, and Hulu and also... Uh, this would be the third season of the series. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Uh, episode 1.3 airs in October 24th, 2015. Uh, episode... 3.2 airs April 1st, 2015? You're Ooh. not making sense. Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe you that you're reading. <laughs> I believe that you read. And then the, I believe you read, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Chris, what else are you looking forward to? Um, this is the sh- uh, show that we've talked about multiple times here over on the Bang Boardcast. It doesn't hinder my wanting to see this. And this is actually starting up, I believe, next week. Um... I don't have the date in front of me. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at it. Looking is it at the Muppets? It, it is the Muppets. It's is September it 22nd. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, this is ABC's The Muppets. And as a huge fan of stuff like Parks and Rec or The Office, this is the Muppets take on that ma- uh, mockumentary-style television show where you're watching the show behind the show. Um, I've always been a Muppets fan. Paul, I know you haven't. But I hope you still give this show a chance because I loved Muff- Muppet Babies, <laughs> and I loved the like some, most of the Muppet stuff originally. Uh, the the thing that makes the most sense about a Muppet, if you're going to redo a Muppet show, this is the best way to do it because they're so self uh, aware, aware, and referential that it's like, oh yeah, this this type of TV show makes total sense for the Muppets. Yeah, I don't think like you can do a variety style show with the Muppets again. Like, well, I think this will let you play with that. Like, you can have them recording a like parody or variety like type show on the show, so you get like the clips of that. But it's just gonna be like utterly ridiculous, and that's where you're gonna have like the celebrity guest stars coming in, and you'll have people on the show for like five seconds. 
of like John Hamm dressed as one of the pigs in space or something. Yeah, and I think this is the this is the smartest way to do this because they did try to do the variety show again. With, uh, Nick Lachey and uh... yeah, it was like Muppets Tonight, and it was probably yeah. like TGIF. Yeah, and I mean they tried it; it it didn't last because it wasn't the same as what they had done before, and you can't capture sometimes hit magic twice. But I think this Muppet show is that reinventing capturing that magic. Now, can I ask you guys one question real quick? Uh, what do you guys think of the Big Bang Theory? I hate it. Chris? Um, I hate it on principle, and I know where you're going with this. Uh, the two main writers for the Mu- this Muppet show is the two t- main writers from Big Bang Theory. But uh, as one of your guests at your um, game party that you uh-huh. had pointed out, that uh, Big Bang Theory is like blackface for nerds. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I don't think those people are going to do blackface for Muppets. I think they are Muppet fans and doing this. Where in Big Bang Theory, they're almost mocking mm-hmm. nerd culture. And then that laugh track is just ungodly. In and just show. looking at the other stuff that they've done, uh, the one working on Third Rock from the Sun, which I really oh, yeah. enjoy. Third Rock was um, good. Anger Management, the Charlie Sheen show that's been on for a little bit now. Grounded for Life, which I actually really liked. Grounded for Life was good. That's what introduced me to Donald Logan. I was like, this guy's not bad. And also the daughter on that was pretty cute. Um, The other one, let me just see what he's worked on here. Dharma and Greg, the Jim Henson Hour. So he's worked with the Muppets before. Nice. Okay, good, good. I'm glad Gilmore Girls, Paul? Whoa, I'm done. I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. Star Trek Voyager, Caroline in the City. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. He wrote that, uh, the old don't. Epcot attraction. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't even know. He worked on the is. Carol Burnett show, Married with Children. Wow, so he's he's got he's, some chops. Uh, he's Paul, really Paul old, too. Paul, he wrote uh, the episode Cliff's Nightmare on for the Cosby show. He worked oh, on Fraggle Rock. You can't do that on television. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go back to Cliff's Nightmare. You want to know what episode that was? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, but I feel like I'm going to know by the end of this. Because that's the episode that the Muppets starred in. The Cosby Show. Really? That yes. was a thing? Yeah. Cliff has a nightmare and all the Muppets show up. Sweetums is in it. Cliff comes back from the hospital at 3 in the morning and decides to eat a sausage sandwich. Yep, and, and it has a bad reaction. And he wakes and he Is that the other one where everybody's having babies and like he gives birth to a sub? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, somebody gives birth to a, a sausage sandwich. It's really hard for me not to open up this pumpkin beer, but I know I shouldn't. You should not. You're just not you're if you want to go. Like, not if you want to go home tonight. Stage now. You you're coming with me up. to watch a Bills game. If you open that up, are you driving me or someone else driving me? If you open that, we have to cap it and bring it over because I can't. Dri- I can't drive if I drink any even a sip of that. But yeah, I will drive you, and then we come back here, and then we go. But you're watching a whole Bills game. Can we stop and get subs? Yeah. Okay. Don't get a sausage one. No! Don't get a sausage one. We're giving you a nightmare with the Muppets in it. I like having nightmares. With the Muppets? Of course. So let's get a sausage sub. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I, I've always loved the Muppets, and the fact that the guys behind Big Bang Theory are doing this, it's not enough to dissuade me from checking this out. Um, I love the Muppets more than I dislike Big Bang Theory. And also... It seems like it's just another writing cred, cred for those guys. Like, yes, they work. Oh, Mr. Hollywood John saying cred. 
Mm-hmm. He Cre- said it. Credit. Uh, you know, but it seems like they've worked on other stuff that we all enjoy and like. And from what I've seen of the Muppets, this show just seems like fun. It seems like it knows what it's supposed to be and does it well. Mm-hmm. It really does. Paul, you're John, next. What show. do you think oh. also looks? Yeah, weird. John, it was Snake Draft, so you would go next. Uh, I'm going to go into the Badlands. This is really. This okay. is going to be. I, an... I saw this. Yeah. yeah, this was something I was thinking about too. Uh. AMC show, mm-hmm. um, and it is post-apocalyptic world. Antebellum South. <laughs> I don't know who. Antebellum South, meaning before the Civil War South. Oh. Uh, and this is a samurai ninja dude going through this apocalyptic world, and then there's this side thing of these people this weird cult like stealing children and creating some kind of crazy thing with the kids and it's like a lone wolf and cub apocalyptic guy in red leather with a samurai sword beating the shit out of Hicks right like Chris you got the same thing I did right hopefully that this is like a post apocalyptic world but suddenly revert revert back to like antebellum south where there's people working on plantations but instead of cotton plantations it's opium plantations and uh this cult that john just described is basically hey you're going to be either working in those fields as a slave or we're going to train you to be like these mad dog butchers that go out and that's what this kid becomes he's he becomes a samurai assassin sorry i was um adding someone to my phone what are you looking forward to john <laughs> Into no, the Badlands, AMC. No, um, just give me crap, Paul. Oh. Uh, no, I definitely, this is something that I was looking forward to um, based off the description of it because I, I always gravitate towards post-apocalyptic stuff. Even if I'm not always wowed by it, it's still something, it's like a sub, yeah, sub-genre that captures my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, ninja in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think it's a cult stealing kids i think it's a group that says hey you got a choice here we're going to take the most gifted and talented of you kids and turn you into these where did you see that in the thing it's where did you see that six minute trailer i on youtube and he's like you you got a choice your family slaved away on the fields and you're gonna your family has a debt to pay and you're gonna pay it by slaving away in them same those same fields or we can train you, and you basically become the samurai. That then is out on his own mm-hmm. mission that he's found this kid, and he's going against the grain. Yeah, he's like, I want to become something more than... Yeah. And then So the, there's growth for the character. Yeah. He's not just that. Right. But it's not a cult. It's something within the you know, well, structure it seems, of well, the because world. Because he... He is not in that same world where that where that kid is coming from. Well, he finds the kid in the crate. Yeah. In the box. And he's like, what were you doing in the crate? He's trying to figure that out. That's yeah, mystery. it's another mystery that isn't That's the same the as this kid's fate is not the same as his. Mm-hmm. It is different. And it does seem like it's another group of people doing something horrendous that this guy then is going to be led okay. upon this mission to stop them. 
Oh, see, I was thinking the that, samurai kid got trained by the group. No, no, no. That's a different group. That's a different group oh. that's killing families and stealing kids. So many groups. Not really, because the, the, the previous, like, oh, you've become this thing. Now we send you out on a motorcycle in red leather. And then he beats the shit out of dudes. He finds the kid. And then you see the dude, the evil dude with the beard, mm-hmm. who's then is in front of an audience of all these not kids Timothy, speaking to him. Not Timothy Allman, by the way. No, this actually was the guy who was originally supposed to play uh, Wolverine, hmm. who couldn't do it because of uh, having to reshoot things for Mission Impossible 2. Hmm. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Paul Joyce, like Limitless, John Choice and Chris was interested in seeing. No, no, I was interested in it. I watched it. Oh, yeah, it sounds like you're interested in it. But it you, looked a little... You poo-pooed. You it's took a AMS. big shit all over my pick. Well, you know why? Because I don't have AMC. <laughs> so I probably won't be able to watch it. And, you know, and I shit. <laughs> I shit. Unlike what I would do to Fred Savage. I would, <laughs> oh, never take, I would never take a shit on anything he does. Or Rob Lowe. And this is the grinder coming out from Fox. Uh, this this is Rob Lowe, who's who's a uh, Hollywood actor that stars in a uh, critically and a very successful uh, courtroom drama where he plays a lawyer uh, that finally gets canceled and uh, series wraps up. So he decides to come home for a while and realizes that his family, who owns a law firm, is like, well, I could do that. Why am I not a lawyer for real? Like, I learned enough from my courtroom drama days. So he tries to take over the family business from Fred Savage, his younger brother, uh, in this courtroom drama D. So I'm very excited. It's great to have both Savages back on television at the same time. <laughs> well, Fred Savage, Savage turns 35 today, by the way. Wow. Happy 35th wow. birthday, birthday. Um, to Ben. Fred Savage has been directing... Uh, he's been directing many episodes of, um... He did some Always Sunny, right? Always Sunny. Um, he did main, major seasons of that. And he's done a lot of other directing for other shows that we talk about and like. Well, so he'll probably direct a few of these episodes as well. Rob Lowe? Just charisma as hell. He I, drips charisma. I'm sorry to say that it does seem like an interesting... I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's really interesting. That's not getting more than five episodes. It's on Fox, so I think it's a good replacement for Always Sunny, because Always Sunny's on FXX or whatever, like, Hellspawn cable-only, like, station that they put it on now. I don't know. This sounds... It sounds a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to find out who's actually, like, writing it and, like, what else they've done, but I'm not seeing it. Need to do a little bit more digging, but I don't know. It's something that I would check out. I like Rob Lowe. It's like you said, he drips charisma, and everybody likes Fred Savage. So, mm-hmm. well, he is the Princess Bride. <laughs> uh, here we go. Andrew Mogul's the writer, and he did uh, nothing that really jumps out at me. We're gonna pause one more time here because I have yeah. the smallest bladder in the world. Hey, that Chris. Yes. I said, hey, he's Chris. Oh, I thought you said, hey, Chris. Like, get something. And my next and final pick, and by final I mean top of my list, is actually going to be Stars Ash versus the Evil Dead. Um, I've forever been a fr- uh, friend of this show. 
even before it was on. Uh, it was just a movie. Um, what's not to like about Ash killing deadites? Hopefully weekly now, and this is something I want to last. I've always loved these movies. I'm glad that they're kind of reuniting everybody to tell the story of an older Ash. Even like the crummy PlayStation video games that came out years ago, like I played through and loved those. Uh, uh, those, those were great interpretations and continuations of the story of Ash. Yeah, the gameplay might not have been the greatest, but you know what? You still got those clips. You got the one-liners. It continued on the story of Ash and the Necronomicon. And I really appreciate the fact that they're staying true to the tone of the movies uh, with what we've seen so far coming out from the show. Just violent as all hell and really cheesy and corny. This The trailer for this looks so good. And uh, I told Chris while you were using mm-hmm. the restroom, not on podcast, that Caitlin and I are bringing um, our Google Chrome to watch the first episode because it premieres when we're all going to be in Florida. Oh, nice. So you will have to watch it, Paul. I will watch I'm it. I'm sorry. Uh, I've seen the <laughs> Evil Dead trilogy. Um, but yeah, I am. I can't wait for this. I was hoping that, Chris, you would pick this so I could pick something else because this is the top of the list of what I'm waiting for. Everything else, I could just wait till it comes out on Netflix mm-hmm. or DVD or whatever. But ash versus the evil dead i want to be there week to week to watch yeah this is one of those shows that since i don't have stars i'd be willing to spend like the two bucks to download off of itunes wow. like after it airs yeah it just seems so much fun and it is the tone that you want it is a continuation of evil dead and it's not just like oh you're just saying that because it is but right it is uh, did you guys watch the Evil Dead remake? Yeah. yeah. How was it? We went to the theater. We both enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, it was good. Um, it's not as campy. It was done more like serious than mm-hmm. Evil Dead, but and a little twist yeah. to it. Hmm. It was still good though. Um, like I Cabin in the Woods for what it was, but it, it wasn't Evil Dead, even though it was. Hmm. Yeah. Like when you say little twist, like Cabin in the Woods twist, or no, it, it actually it, the way they make it feel is this is actually the same cabin that mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell Ash was at and they're now this this couple in 20 years later 20 years later has come to but then it's not the same like who you think is going to be the Ash character it isn't hmm. it's actually someone else cool yeah so no I, I enjoyed it I didn't think it was like that bad I I, I thought it was a good remake that wasn't fully a remake it was like Mm -hmm. another story that happens at the cabin with the necronomicon and now we're getting the continuation with that of that necronomicon ash character in ash versus the evil yeah from stars well chris already took that john so what is your top pick uh this is gonna be the nick season two um nickelodeon no like snick k N-I-C-K. Less interested. Uh, (laughs) Is it about basketball? No. (laughs) Uh, This is the... The Knickerbockers! This is the Nick uh, starring Clive Owen. This is a Cinemax show, which HBO has the first season on uh, right now. This is kind of the turn of the century hospital in New York City. 
Clive Owen takes over as the lead surgeon Mm -hmm. uh, of this hospital. His um, assistant is actually a uh, black man who's been hired Mm -hmm. to uh, be his assistant's um, surgeon, which at this time... Wait, oh, so we're talking about turn of last century. Yes. Because it is 2015. Yeah. Turn of... The past century. So the 1900s. Yes. Okay. Thank you, dickhead. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, this is a really interesting drama. I wouldn't say fun because there's not a lot of humor to it, but this is a really interesting take of this turn of the century. I wouldn't even call it a, like a procedural um, show. And what's really interesting about this is it's – Every episode is directed mm-hmm. by Steven Sodenberg. This is one of his babies. Um, he's a a very yeah. interesting director. I, his least known work would be the Ocean Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen movies. Um, <laughs> his, least known. his least good work. All oh, those things are so fun. Uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot nice of movies. fun, but at the same time, like. And everything I love about a heist movie is in those movies, John. Um, but the cine- the cinema work in this, he's the director, the cinematographer, the editor of this series. This is basically his baby. Uh, and Clive Owen's character is this brilliant doctor who also uh, addicted to cocaine and is shooting cocaine throughout it and is very interesting in how this this show is done. Uh, just finished season one. Um, like I said, it was on HBO to let you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, you should watch this over on Cinemax. And season two, I really can't wait for. Have you... This oh, something ahead. I hadn't heard of before, but it being an HBO and now Cinemax show kind of makes sense because I don't have access to those channels. And the only thing that I'm really aware of being on HBO right now is still uh, Game of Thrones. And not uh, even last week up. tonight? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That that's one that like I forget's actually a TV show and I just watch the clips that people post and mm-hmm. share on Facebook. Yeah. That's such a great show. It's so good. Uh True Detective, another one mm-hmm. on HBO that's really great. So. Uh, I do have to ask, how does this compare have you watched uh the uh physician physician's assistant? With what is that uh, John Hamm John and, Hammond and also and Harry Potter? I have not. I have not watched that. Um so I couldn't tell you how yeah. it compares. I think there is a little more the, what is it? The physician's notebook, I think it's called. Something because like it's because it's, it's him as a young man and then him as an yeah, old man. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I haven't watched that. Yeah. I have the ability to watch that mm-hmm. on Netflix. Two seasons are out on that, but I have not. Yeah. Um, Either I'm interested in the sun in my queue because I've heard it's very well done. Yeah. And it's basically the same kind of time frame. You know? Yes. Um, the last turn of the century. Hey, we're in the which which council do you have, John? What's the, the newest <laughs> council you have? I have PlayStation Four. Is that the current council? That's the current. So I have an Xbox 360, which is the last council generation, right? Yes. Yeah. So we got to get on that. It's it's time. <clears throat> Thank you. It's the previous turn of the century. At this point. Yeah. Uh. Very interesting. If you have the ability to check the show out on HBO, because I think HBO owned Cinemax and was like, hey, you people aren't watching the show. It's really mm-hmm. awesome. Check it out over and on HBO. And now you can get HBO 
now, which exactly. is a, just a subscription just like Netflix, and you don't need a cable subscription or anything. You can just get on its own, which yeah. is amazing, which I will probably do. Uh, but the Nick season two, fantastic. Uh, of course, my... Or no, the Nick. The Nick. Looking forward to season two. Yeah. Uh, of course, what I'm looking forward to the most in the fall is, of course, sports. <laughs> Always sports. Football and hockey coming out soon. Oh, the Sabre season is going to be so good. Second, is it? Yeah, so good. Jack Eichel. Ah, uh, number two pick in the draft. Generational player. Oh. Is he? Yes. Evander Kane. What a great trade. Is he? Yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's going to be so good for the Sabres. Their preseason game versus the Devils. 6-2. Six six Was it? Yes. Is it? <laughs> so good. But the only thing that can make me look forward to uh, more uh, than uh, sports and sporting events is an adorable girl in a comic book uh, television show on a network that I can actually watch, which is CBS's Supergirl starring the What adorable. does that have to do with sports and hockey? The he's looking thing, forward to sports, but he's... Uh, the he only thing more that could eclipse that is something like this, which is Supergirl starring Melissa Benassist. 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 As Carol Dan... Kara Danvers. Um... A Supergirl. I know it got a lot of flack uh, with its six-minute preview trailer that came out like the same week that Saturday Night Night Live did its uh, Black Widow. Who? What? What is her name? It's Kara Danvers. Isn't that Miss Marvel? Carol Danvers. Kara Danvers. You're thinking about Carol. Okay, so they 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 got the same last name. Yeah. Yeah. Supergirl and... Danvers, yeah. Kara Danvers. Who, after 12 years... Miss Marvel. This is off Captain of... Captain Marvel. This is RottenTomatoes.com. Uh, after 12 years of keeping her superpowers a secret, finally decides to embrace her true identity as Supergirl. So they're keeping the last name of the like weird like non-Supergirl Supergirl. The Matrix Supergirl, I think, from the comics. But uh, yeah. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it looks kind of like the Flash, more so than Arrow, where it's not gritty, but it's a it's a hero that's trying to be the person she wants to be, uh, and maybe failing at some points uh, because it takes work. You know, it takes work to be the person you you want to be. It, it really does. So. I'm always interested in the show where it's one person striving to become more than who they are already. So uh, I think she's adorable. I think that the show looks like a lot of fun, like I've said seven different times now. And I'm interested to see, hopefully it's more than just a Monster of the Week kind of thing. And the overarching story is interesting enough to keep me going with it. Uh, I think they definitely have done a good job with what they're planning on creating with this. Um, when it originally came out, they had talked about it being like a shared world between Flash and um, Arrow. Arrow, which And now Constantine, because Constantine's going to show up on Arrow. Yeah, uh, but it definitely isn't, because this is a world where Superman is already a thing, that mm-hmm. he's Superman, yeah, the greatest yeah. thing alive. So it's definitely, I'm kind of glad that it's not tied into those shows, 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you have Barry show up, I'd like an older looking Barry or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, so you want her to be the youngest part of the Justice League, not the same kind of age as because right now it looks like well, her and Barry are basically the same age. Yes, yeah. exactly. And and this is a world where Superman already exists, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't like Superman has not been mentioned or is a thing where mm-hmm. Arrow and Flash are. Right. They have talked about later on Flash being a founder, founding member of um, How about the this? Justice League. How about this Power Girl becomes, or the Supergirl is the Power World, Power Girl of the Flash's universe. Mm. Because there is multiple universes, so yeah. what if this, uh, what if this Supergirl shows up in the Flash's episodes as Power Girl? Maybe. Do that. They could pull it off. Yeah. Because that's basically where CBS is Earth 2. The cinematic universe is Earth 43. And CW's DC universe is Earth X. And uh, Constantine is Earth A. Because DC. Screw it. Right? Uh, No, this is definitely... And it is an interesting look at this. Mm -hmm. It will be something that I will... I will be tuning into because I do want to check it out. I think from what I've seen, Mm -hmm. that initial trailer that they showed you, which they kind of show you 90% of what the show (laughs) is going to be, has interesting appeal. It is a woman who is trying to become who she really is. And Mm -hmm. it does have that Superman, Mm Kal-El in the shadows, allowing her to be who she's supposed to be and not overstepping anything. Right. Yeah, this is also one that I was really looking forward to, but I knew Paul would pick it, so I didn't feel the pressure to put it on my list for anything. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm. I really like what DC's done with their television properties, and this, like you said, does kind of side more on like the Flash end of the spectrum, where it's a more hopeful character, um, not something as dark as uh, Arrow or even what you kind of had teased with Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But, no, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Yeah. And it'll probably find its way into my uh, weekly rotation of shows that I have to watch. And it's on CBS. So. CBS. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. All right. Well, just Hopefully like everybody uh, checks us out and rates and reviews us over on the iTunes. Mm-hmm. Or emails us, contact at bangdomboardcast.com. Look forward to... We always look forward to more uh, interaction with our listeners and our subscribers. So thank you for everybody that uh, chimes in. You are the reason we keep on going and doing the show week after week. Yeah, and let us know how much you like us. Find us over on Facebook. Just say hi because we Mm -hmm. are interested in that. Rate and review us because those not only help other people find us but also really get us going we Mm -hmm. love seeing those we read them on air we enjoy finding people who like listening to us you are the caffeine justifies all the time that we spend in this Mm -hmm. yeah and check out chris's side project parks and rec which he mentioned earlier uh i'm enjoying all of parks and rec's Facebook posts that they make. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out wherever you listen to podcasts, either it be Stitcher or iTunes. You can find it over there. At least that's Thank you. Or you can just uh, plug, plug, but follow the Facebook. And uh, much like we do for Bag and Board, when the new episode's up, I post the show notes for it. And you can always stream it right from there. 
Which, oh, by the way, uh, show notes for episode 275 will be live now. There was a little bit of a hiccup with the posting onto the feed. Um, even though Paul posted the episode, for some reason it just showed up today. Yeah. Weird, but, you Weird, know. but hey, it's there, and you should check it out. It's internet, and it's for free. So, 